thousands of people spent 16 hours role-playing an imaginary McDonald's drive-thru. Now, let me explain what that means. (laughs) (laughs) We back. We back. I want to try something new. I know. I was literally, when I saw the countdown for this thing coming on, I was like, you know, I gotta think of something new. Do I? Do we do a we back? Do we do like the, the rap air horn thing? Like I don't know, man. It's randomness, like, dog. It's random, yeah, you know, yeah. off the so dome. Like, consistently inconsistent. You know what I mean? <laughs> the inconsistent <laughs> kings out here. The inconsistent episode thirty-three. Kings. Yeah. <laughs> episode thirty-three. Here we are, Dak. What's going on, man? How you doing? Man, I'm good. This is our second last episode of the year. Crazy. We're doing it. Re- we're doing it remote for the yeah. first time in uh, uh, at least since, a couple months. At yeah, least for a while, months. a long time. But um, yeah, next episode will be in person again, hopefully for our last, you know, roundup. But I'm feeling good, man. Um, it's crazy because it's like five, ten degrees. You know, end of December. Kind yeah, of feels a little odd, but I'm also it, not complaining. Yeah, I'm not complaining about it either. Like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I like this now, right? But, like, yeah, in yeah. 20 years, 25 years, we're going to look back on that and be like, we don't, like, we <laughs> just, like, enjoyed something that was obviously very, very bad around us in terms of climate change and stuff. But, hey, you know, what are you going to do? Hey. Our, our kids are screwed, but hey. Yeah, um, if my kids are <laughs> going to be listening to this at one point in their lives, sorry, guys. Like, you know, it's nice and warm out here. I'm, I'm about it, honestly. And you like, know how, like, some parents will play, like, music for their kids to, like, form their taste? Like, I'm yeah, just going to play my podcast and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just play this and be like, so what did you think about this kid's getting yeah, yeah. Like, just What like are your thoughts on the, the current climate of agencies and then whatnot? He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this kid's going to come out and just have like an informed, like, you know, vision of like the next generation of meme formats and like, exactly. Uh, gonna have some like a justin bieber meal or uh timbits <laughs> with him like you know it's gonna all it's things gonna come that matter out say, we back like we out yeah, here yeah. like it's gonna be it's gonna start start its life like that but i don't know man bro I it's like it, it's 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 december like you said before we're recording this remotely it's a couple weeks out from christmas couple weeks actually whoa bro <laughs> five days that's how that's how fucked i am with all my planning and stuff man, man. Like, big hope you got life. your gifts bro hope you got bro, your, I your stuff i literally did that today and like i don't know it's it's tricky too because like, i don't want to like go into malls and like we'll talk about covid in a sec but it's like yeah yeah i don't want to go into like malls or like places where there's gonna be a bunch of people because like you just know what happens next and it's kind of like i don't know man it's crazy though. Like yeah. this Christmas season has really kind of like not been like overshadowed, but uh, has definitely come up super, super quick. Does it feel like Christmas to you? I mean, not really. Like it's hard because it's it's like half snowing. Like sometimes, like yeah. it'll snow and it'll be like this like beautiful winter day, and then it, like two seconds later it'll like rain or something like that or like the next day it'll mm-hmm. all just be melted like right now like it snowed like crazy on saturday and you know right now there's barely any snow on the ground left because it's just been so warm you know what i'm saying yeah exactly i don't know if it's just because like every year getting older i kind of like 
drift away from the youth of, you know, being, you know, you wake up, you have your pajamas on and you get your gifts and all that. Now it's like I'm buying gifts for younger family members. And it's like, I don't, I know for them, it definitely feels like Christmas, but for me, it's just like, this is just time to spend with family more. So it's not anything like this, this, this extravagant event. Like, yeah, no, no. But like, it's kind of nice though. Cause now like my mom was like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, honestly like i don't know like i don't know if i need yeah. any like i don't need any more electronics like i don't need video games like like i used to back in the day like i don't need a lot of that stuff like one year like if if you asked me and i when i was a kid if like i would be fired up to get like pots and pans for christmas i'd be like so <laughs> pissed but like a couple years ago my mom got those for me and i'm like honestly like this is amazing like i have a whole new like, set and everything i was like fired up but like maybe that's just the adult in me kind of coming out you know no I, well i mean i'm looking for a ps5 so if anyone has a plug <laughs> on that you know let's break the bank no more socks this year i need a ps5 i need that asap pronto yeah. if anyone has a plug let me know but yeah um yeah i mean we said we'd talk about covid obviously we like to give a bit of an update we are in ontario or in toronto lately there's a uh, covid restrictions as of the past weekend the weekend that just passed where um, restaurant bars all of that reduced to 50 percent capacity indoor social gatherings reduced to max 10 people um, we're seeing some offices like return to fully remote that we're now kind of letting people in. Now they're yeah. saying, hold up, let's chill out. We're not, we're not quite there yet. And I don't know, just tell me like your mental state of like us regressing, you know, like I thought we were getting to a point where, you know, my condo gym was going to fully open and we were going to be able to do everything and all of that. And we're just seeing those steps being taken away from us. And it's mad depressing. I can't Yeah, yeah man. You know? I'm, like, I mean, I feel that, right? And like, I don't know, I have, a, I have a bunch of different thoughts on this, but one of the things that I've been saying to people that I know who are like feeling anxious, who are feeling frustrated, all that kind of stuff about this, it's like, yeah. the if there's one benefit of the situation that we're in right now, it's that we've been here before. So I think that like <laughs> mentally, yeah, I mean, like, it's not a good thing, but I think yeah, like yeah. mentally, it's like, okay, I know what happened last time that like caused me to be like anxious depressed you know stuck inside that feeling of being cooped up but i think that like there's other there's other things that you can learn from those situations that um you know can be a little bit different for this time around maybe you know what i'm saying like if i knew that i didn't that i felt cooped up or i felt a certain way like there's some things that i know about myself now about going through that process that i can kind of like start to practice now so that I don't fall into those same kind of like mental pitfalls that, you know, we would have in the past year or so. Yeah. It's like kind of, it's kind of the question of like, what did you learn? You know, like, are we just going to do the same thing twice or did you learn that you need to be in this environment or you need to do this and stimulate your mind creatively or whatever it is to reduce that depression. Right. I think it's something we all kind of joke about online, but it's not really something that, you know, should be normal for everyone. Totally. Like the whole idea of now we have seasonal depression and pandemic depression and all of this. And it's like, that's, that's a funny tweet, but like, 
let's try to fix that, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> it, it's true, right? And I think people, yeah. like, I don't know, people, especially, like, I would say, like, the the younger generation, like, maybe <laughs> this is part of, like, the, the normalization of, like, talking about mental health and, and what that stuff is, but it's just, like, yeah. I feel like there's, like, a... I don't know. It's the way that it's discussed, I feel like is kind of like <laughs> almost like a joke. And it's hard for me to like take people, take people's feelings seriously when it's like all these things are just being thrown out as like a joke. And, you know, there's no real like, are you actually feeling like that? Or like, is yeah, this, like for the clout? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I see it a lot online. And it's not new. Like, I feel like I've been seeing that online for quite some time where it's like, <laughs> the urge to just not wake up tomorrow. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but I have so many retweets and likes and it's like, okay, they're joking, but are they? Yeah. What do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. What you, yeah. The Drewski. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean by that? But I don't know, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's tough. I, I think at yeah. the end of the day, like to have to like feel this same level of like lack of progress, let's say. I wouldn't yeah. say lack of progress. I would say like, um, the a barrier that's come into place that's kind of like i don't know getting in the way of our progress let's call it because i think that we yeah i saw this forward we were definitely moving forward i saw this this uh this thing online this joke on twitter where it was like um for people that say uh why can't everyone just like play their part in in covid and in the lockdown and it's like said by a uh, man that works a six-figure job gets their Instacart delivered and has a fully remote job, you know? And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get that completely because yeah. that happens a lot where it's like, you got to re- recognize the the privilege of just being able to stay at your home and earn your income. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have to leave unless you want to do something social versus people that have to leave their work and go to a, a factory, you know, to work. Yeah, a restaurant or a a restaurant. People got to work, man. It's like, yeah, that's and that's. So keep that in mind while we're like criticizing, you know, people that maybe aren't doing as much as you are, just staying in your your crib. So yeah, yeah, totally, one hundred percent. Like I don't know, man. Like even to talk like a little bit about other like industries and everything that are like seriously affected by this. Like I'm sure that you've seen like. The NBA is just like nobody's playing in the NBA right Bro. now. Bro. Dude, it's it stage at vu. It's stage at vu, man. Because the it's, NBA was like the first one uh, to break down. That's what made me think of COVID. March 2020 is when like the NBA stopped, right? Yeah, man. I remember that and just being like, oh shit, like this yeah. is intense. But now it's like, you know, star players aren't playing, you know. Um, COVID's like like every player in the league has this like some games are getting postponed canceled all that kind of like the Raptors game got canceled and it's like or last Thursday I should say so it's like damn like should we just like do a quick like holiday season pause for a sec and like yeah I don't know man I just don't feel like it's like such a weird time and it's like obviously protect the, the players and the fans and stuff like that but it's like what point do we just look at this and say we need to like we need to stop this you know like if Giannis what, isn't what does playing, that look like, like well, I don't know man but it's like just add two weeks on to like the end of the regular season and push playoffs out like we've done this before like yeah. playoffs a couple of years ago started in like what or I guess not a couple of years ago I guess last year last year 
it would have they started in like what like august or something like that like you know what i mean it, it's the things can be moved out accordingly it's just about like how you structure it and like realistically like we should have known that this is going to be like a big problem right yeah because even like you're talking about you know sports venues but we're also seeing i know a lot of the concerts that i have booked next year i'm just waiting on that email or it's like oh you know yeah because like, <laughs> yeah, we got tickets like, to like yeah. tyler creator yeah so yeah we have that i think in, in march. march or april yeah we'll see we'll see about that <laughs> probably not gonna happen like let's just get our money back ahead of time (laughs) but i don't know if you're listening to this like let us know what you do to like help stay 100 percent in check during this time obviously it's like very crazy period but i think at the end of the day here like what's the most important thing that you can do is uh is just trying your best to take care of yourself mentally Straight up. Let's uh let's move on. We have to give our COVID update at the top of the episode, we but it. we got a bunch of topics to go through. First one, uh YouTube. So I was on YouTube the other day and I noticed that they didn't have the dislike count on videos. So they still have the option to dislike, but you can't see what that total count is. Only the creator can see it. So I dug a bit deeper as to like, like what, what, why did they do that? You know? I assumed it was like bullying, maybe like they wanted to get rid of that notion of having a crazy ratio of dislikes versus likes, but the creator can still see it. So okay. I was like, I was like, let me let me see what's happening here, you know? And YouTube in their like press release, they're saying that this is more so for the small creators. So they want to protect the small creators from getting hate, pretty much. And I read that and I'm like, you know, I'm not really a YouTube creator, so I didn't really know what to think. I didn't really have a perspective on it. But as I started watching more videos of other creators talking about this, like dislike button being removed, they're pointing out that the top 50 videos that have the most dislikes are more so corporations, politicians, and and huge creators, not small creators, right? So it kind of begs that question that, are they trying to remove criticism towards, you know, some of those corporations and removing that visible um, high dislike versus like ratio? Yeah. It's I don't weird. really know. It's all speculation, right? Yeah, I guess it's just, I don't know. Like, I feel like I always wondered like, what is the purpose of like liking a video versus like disliking it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah. like what does this do for me? And like, and what does it do for like the actual like creator themselves? Because if you see, like, oh, there's, like, a billion dislikes on this video, like, you know, obviously it's a shitty video and, like, people (laughs) are expressing that they don't like it. But, like, it would make a difference if it was, like, okay, if you dislike this video, then, like, the algorithm of how we show, try and, like, show you videos is going to be affected by this. Like, that is, like, a pretty functional thing, I would say, for the if that if that's legitimately how things are with with how that functionality works but i think it is i think it is somewhat really Uh, i think it affects the ranking i'd imagine but definitely definitely but it's like you know when it's like this video is suggested for you or something like that like it won't be along the line even though you watch the video you can still let youtube know that like i don't fuck with this content so stop serving it to me kind of thing yeah um but yeah i don't know like (laughs) 
YouTube's interesting, right? Like it's in like a, <laughs> I would say it's like YouTube's in like a super like interesting point right now because it's like obviously TikTok is like this like massive platform and like there's been no other like and I'm saying that because I'm sure that they've kind of like stole some market share from them for like very short form video content. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like like liking videos, disliking videos is like that's the only like YouTube's the only platform where that's ever been like a thing where you can do both. You know what I mean? Like there's never been any other platform that you can like dislike something. Like other than Reddit. Kind yeah, of like, upvote, like, downvote. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like I don't know. I what 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 about this? So like if you're looking for a tutorial on YouTube, for me that's the only time where I like pay attention to a dislike because that means that this probably ain't shit. Like they didn't explain yeah, it right. Yeah, they're like, this is not, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So I rely, like, I don't read the comments first. I look at the like versus dislike first, and then I'll go check out the comments. But I don't know. You know, it's, I don't have a huge opinion on this. I think it's something interesting that, you know, that they're doing. And I always kind of wondered why there weren't dislike buttons on other social media platforms. <laughs> yeah. You know, if like, in, for example, for example, though, like if, if someone's like posting about, you know, uh, a death in their family, I always found it so weird to like, like it on Facebook <laughs> or Twitter, but people do, right? <laughs> like, yeah, because it's like, bro, like there's like, you'd have like, it's like, oh, like this person's birthday party. Nice. This person just yeah. graduated from university. That was up. This person, this person's grandma just died. Here's a thumbs up. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, how do you group those things together? It just, it just seems fucked. Yeah. I need more emotions. I need more often. <laughs> and I think that's why they added in all those, like, other ones on, like, on Facebook where it's like, this video makes me angry. This video yeah, makes yeah. me Like, all that kind of stuff, which I think is, like, an interesting functionality that, like, adds a little bit more, like, humanity behind stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really interesting. <laughs> Well, we'll yeah, see but, what's, the, what's to come with that. I don't know. Well, Do you have any other thoughts? Not really. Like, I mean, this last point, like, creators pointing out that it's to protect corporations and politicians from criticism. I think it's valid. I think that there's, like, a lot of things, like, within that that can be unpacked because, like, there's so much of that kind of stuff that's been, like, I would say, uh, brought to the forefront because of, like, the Donald Trump campaign and, like, all that yeah. kind of, to, like monitor how videos are kind of like being engaged with if that's the right term um yeah no other major major thoughts there but it's an interesting addition to their functionality yeah definitely um yeah well we'll move on definitely got to give our our social takes every every episode (laughs) yeah if, if you can thumbs this up on whatever platform you're listening to or like it or whatever do it but don't dislike us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move on um peloton we haven't talked about peloton in a while but i was seeing them trend on twitter i'm like okay what do they do now you know and they they're trending for so there's this sex in the city reboot on hbo i'm not a fan i don't really know anything that happens there but i was reading up on it and there was an opening scene of that reboot that episode where the character mr big is like a prominent character dies after using a Peloton. So like his heart gives out and he, he collapses. Yeah. And apparently Peloton was just trending online for that situation. 
people are saying their stock price was dropping like rapidly, whatever it is. But you had 48 hours afterwards where Peloton responds with this like short 30 second ad where that character, Mr. Big, is just like poking fun at the fact that let me go for another ride. You know, let me let me jump on a Peloton again. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds is narrating and I'm just like, what the hell? Like, how did they do that? You know what I mean? And they're getting a lot of praise for their reactive marketing, being able to put that together in 48 hours. Ryan Reynolds ad agency was the one that took that on. And I was kind of like, is that like within 48 hours or was that planned from the beginning? You know, yeah. does this set the precedent for other companies to do the same thing if they notice that they're trending on Twitter, should they just like, you know, is this a new bar? You have to put an ad together in 48 hours or less, or what are your thoughts on kind of that speed to market in terms of, you know, reactive advertising? Yeah. I mean, like, all I will say it's kind of jokes. Like, that, funny, like yeah. that being a thing was like pretty, pretty like, I'm not going to say clever because it, for me, it sounds like it was kind of like plotted out from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I would say it's like thoughtful and, and like uh, smart to like think about how this appears here and then how you can attach like star power to a product, how like you can use that to like be creative. Like it's, there's layers to it that I'm like, okay, like this is impressive. I would say like the product, the 48 hour production thing and like making that happen is like, I don't know how realistic that actually is without <laughs> having it be set up. Like, I don't know, like you worked an hour, we both worked an hour talking. We know how yeah. long it takes to do shit. Like the idea is really cool, but I just like, don't know if like, I think this is one of those things where you're just like, this is almost like too quick to be true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't really buy it because that dropped on like, the show dropped on Thursday or Friday and they had an ad out by Monday. So this is overtime over the weekend, getting everyone to work on it. I just, it's Ryan Reynolds. He has all the money and resources in the world and he's voicing the ad too. So, you know, there's a question there as to maybe it could be possible, but I don't think this is realistic for other agencies to replicate. For totally, example. totally. You and know? then like, and other agencies can't do that ultimately because like one, like they don't have that same level of like star power, let's call it. And like, yeah. I don't know, advertising is like such a weird industry, right? Because it's like, it's, it's supposed to be like all like authentic. This is real. This is like, well, I mean, it's, it's convincing it. The industry is convincing itself that like it is that, but in actuality, it's like, we've been the truth so much in advertising that like, I don't know how yeah. believable what isn't, but I would say that like, yeah, like with this situation kind of being what it is, it's hard to look at it as being like a legitimate, real planned out or a not planned out and spontaneous thing that that's kind of just happened from an idea. Like those kinds of things like take way, way too long mm -hmm. unless you have, unless you can like move quickly and you have like an executive team that can like make decisions like very, very quickly and sort through things like in an unrealistic amount of time for like the working people behind yeah. it. But I don't know. I saw this like really interesting post on, on LinkedIn about um, at, like a response to like the Peloton stuff that's come out as of late being like, Oh, like 
this is a 48 hour production. We put this together in no time at all. And like, look how good it is. And the, the commentary on it was that, you know, this is like a, a dangerous precedent to like continue to set with uh, advertised the advertising industry from like a client to agency relationship standpoint, because things like this don't end well, right? Like the expectations yeah. from like a client shouldn't be like, well, I saw the Peloton ad and therefore, you know, we need to fuck you your know, weekend. We got to yeah, put something together weekend. quick because I've seen it done before. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, totally. And it's like, it's nah. one thing to have like high expectations of like creative output, but like creative output is so determined on like, timelines that you're giving people who are creative like you know the time yeah. to be able to think about stuff like how often have we seen like our friends and even ourselves who worked in advertising like get like maybe like a two-day turnaround on like a massive creative idea or campaign like it's just not yeah. realistic and like it's it hinders creativity more than anything else i would say to like have to condense your thought your creative thinking into like a timeline that is just like so incredibly unrealistic to like pull together anything like super meaningful which is like a little bit as to what we're talking about right now but also like you know it's just like a weird it's all advertising is already kind of like screwed up like that like it's basically yeah, yeah. built off of the, the backs of people who like are committing to this like crazy crazy like I don't know, fast paced industry, but you know, I don't know. It's not, it's not fair. That's for sure. Yeah. And I think it just makes that conversation between agency and client harder when there are examples of stuff like this. And I totally. get it. It's Ryan Reynolds. Like obviously there's, there's a different financial situation there and different resources, but a lot of clients don't look into that. They just see that this has been done before we would like to do this as well. They're not taking no for an answer. And now creative has a day to come up with a whole concept as yeah, a response like, well, to that trending, you know? Yeah. And it's also like, well, like, and what's that going to do? Like, you're not going to any like good marketer knows that like, you can't just like come up with like solid ideas in like half a day, because even, yeah. in, even in like, when you think about what those 48 hours would look like in like a typical ad agency, like a non-famous person backed agency, even mm -hmm. some of the best ones in the, in the country, like a rethink or cassette or SCB, all these like big agencies that like do good work and like, you know, also work under like very intense timelines. But like, even within that, it's never like, okay, well you have 48 hours to come up with this idea and then share with back with the client. It's like, yeah. You have, you know, creative internal. So you have to meet with your creative director before you even get to the accounts team. You have the accounts team internal and then they'll have feedback and then all that kind of, so you factor in all the actual steps and you maybe get like half a day of like actual creative thinking time, which yeah, I think is like, condensed. yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is like even 48 hours isn't like an actual 48 hours to do something, let alone produce the commercial yeah, most of it, most of the 48 hours was production that creative had to be, you know, that's why I think, I think it's kind of bullshit for them to say that. And I wish they almost were just honest about it, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you it's didn't put it together in 48 hours. You're totally. Right, right. It's, it's advertising. It's all for the headline. Like it's all like, 
Oh yeah, it makes his agency make. look better too, you know. Where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we had the capacity to turn this around. We responded to the viral moment. It's like, oh wow, wow. That's yeah, it's like, wow, this is great. This is proactive. <laughs> and then now it's kind of like, well, I mean, is this really like, is this really what we're able to accomplish as an industry, or is yeah. it like some like stupid, unrealistic thing that like, you know, is put on is like. I would love to see like the legal disclaimers and all that kind of stuff, like detailing what the actual like 48 hours look like, because I yeah, guarantee yeah. like most things in advertising, like there's a lot of like red tape around like, okay, like here's how this is actually came to like, you know what I mean? It just doesn't, doesn't make yeah. sense. It doesn't, doesn't work. It doesn't work. Peloton, Peloton. <laughs> we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, Peloton's dope. Yeah, solid, solid company, great product. Like the commercials making waves, obviously in the industry, because that's what yeah, yeah. happens when you add fame to advertising. But I don't know, it's uh, it's interesting. But let's let's move on here. Let's move on. Okay, um, something I sent to you. I was waiting for this one, man. This is a good one. This is a good one. If there's any like Gen Zers out here listening, please just like message us and tell us what the appeal is. But let me describe it. So, just the randomness of social audio. So, the Twitter spaces, the clubhouse, stuff like that. The most recent case was on Twitter spaces where thousands of people spent 16 hours role-playing an imaginary mcdonald's drive-through now let me explain (laughs) what that means (laughs) there was this woman that is the host her name's her name was jules or something like that she's just a regular person with like two thousand followers she created this twitter spaces you know audio room where she was you know she actually works at mcdonald's as a so she's like yeah come in and order a meal and then leave so people would come in and thousands of people would be in line to speak one at a time order a meal so i'll get a you know a bacon cheeseburger with fries <laughs> she'll be like anything else <laughs> just <laughs> and then they would leave like that that was That's it, it. That's, the That's it. Some celebrities would pop in. Vince Staples came in and pretended he was robbing the McDonald's. Like, this is just, it's so random and there's no tie to the actual brand. It's like performance art, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I, I legitimately don't know how to describe this and I don't know what yeah. it is, but it's pretty funny. That's like, hilarious. Okay. It's like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't get it. And like, this yeah. does, like, I, I, I don't see myself doing something like that. But I think, no. like, just as a meme, like, as like a, like, I don't even know what to call this. I think this is yeah. like so stupid, but like so funny. And these are the things that like happen that like, you know, brands obviously are like, oh man, like we want to come up with an idea like this, or we want to do something like this without like, you know, they get that level of exposure. But like, these are the things that are driven by people. You know what I mean? Like these ideas are driven by like the everyday regular person, like that cashier McDonald's, like was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to do this. Yeah. And I think that that's hilarious. And it's like, but like, (laughs) <laughs> like why man i don't i don't understand. that's my question well here your your notes here okay is there a brand opportunity what's the appeal like how do you get 
like a brand engage with something like this. Like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you can, and I'll tell you no. why. Yeah. Because, okay. like, because when you're doing an advertisement or you're doing like a stunt kind of like this, like it has to have like a tie back in, like it has to have like some like tangible result or takeaway on the consumer side and the brand side to like make it a meaningful transaction. Right. Like I go, if McDonald's is running a contest, I take part in the contest. If I win, great. If I don't, whatever, I still engaged with it. And McDonald's now has like information about me or, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? There's, there's a transaction mm -hmm. that's happening. But for something like this, like there's no, I don't see any, like if you, the moment that you put like sponsored by McDonald's on something like this is like the, is the moment where you're like, okay, like this isn't like, this isn't like a real thing anymore. This is just like, this is just like a bad idea because yeah. like when, when you think about it, it's like, this, this was funny because it was just, it just came from absolutely nothing. There was no presence or anything behind it. It was just like this random idea that kind of just blew up. But the, like I said, the moment that you like add in like sponsored by McDonald's or sponsored by Subway or sponsored by whatever, it's just kind of like, what is the transaction that I'm supposed to be getting out of this? And it makes me start thinking about why is this brand doing this versus like, I'm joining in on something that's like authentically just jokes as hell with no purpose or any like takeaways meaning or anything behind it at all it's just yeah. like a funny a funny story you know what i mean and that's how I, that's how i feel about most memes in general you know it's like it's fun when it's just the people doing it randomly but when you start to see brands jump into certain trends or you know memes and, and yeah. things like that it's like no you're ruining our fun it's kind of like when the parent jumps on facebook and you're like yeah, we had something going on here, but now we're being like monitored and whatnot. So let's find a different place to go. Let's let's move on. You know? Yeah, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fellow kids, how do you do that? that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah, you know? and it's it's one of those things where like the the fun stops when like things when people look at something and say, "I think I can make money off of this," or "I think that like there's yeah. like, some type of value in like my brand being a part of this." Like that's when things I think get taken away like the good the the best brand integrations are the ones that are just like things that would be happening kind of like anyways you know what i mean mm -hmm. like if there's like a let's say like a football practice or something like that and then gatorade just pulls up and says like here's some gatorade products on us so like you can keep going with like your sports or whatever like that's just like a quick example off the top of my head that i'm like okay that's like an authentic like the pro like functional use for the product to do something at like yeah, a, yeah. kids football game or something like that like that makes sense but the ones that don't are the ones that try and like force themselves and say like what's our angle in here and how can we make this like feel good and then eventually it's just watered down to the point of like okay then how this just feels like a fucking average like, yeah, I'll kind of close it here. But, like, imagine if, obviously, if McDonald's got involved with this, it makes sense. Like, she's mentioning McDonald's. But imagine if Burger King created a Twitter spaces where they're trying to do the same thing. It's a drive-through, and they're trying to have people go through that. No one's doing that. Yeah. You know, because, like, number one, you weren't even mentioned the first time. Number two, this is so random, and it only works when individuals do it. Yeah. So now when a brand is doing it, it's like, 
nah, you killed it. Now it's over. We're done. Like, the, exactly. fun, the fun stops here. Yeah. But, sorry, Burger know. King. I mean, I, I got to stop. I know. I I'm just saying, we almost I'm sorry, it, man. I'm sorry. I'm almost sorry. made it through a full episode without the Burger King. <laughs> almost fucking it. Sorry, Burger King's uh, CMO or CEO, whatever it is. Like, man, like, I hope. You next know time. Next time. We got to do like a bit. That's got to be in like our like most discussed topics or something like that. Like when we do our season recap for our last episode, yeah, yeah, like yeah. we got to do like, man, like we got to show that would be fucking hilarious, man. If like the Burger King, like we're talking about authentic brand placements or whatever. If someone from Burger King like reached out to us and gave us like thousand dollar Burger King gift card <laughs> sponsored, no, like, you know what I mean? Or Burger King sponsored the episode. I think that yeah, that would yeah. be so funny. I'd be like, man, like you get it. You get it. This is how you do it, man. <laughs> This is how you do it. Oh, and I would geez. not use it at all. Hilarious. I would I'm be like, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. We like, welcome hey, that. We welcome that. I would Sponsored by Burger King. Sponsored by Burger King. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's get all into right. our final final topic here. Um, let's do it. And I'll, I'll preface that I don't know all of the, like, I don't know the numbers. I don't know the dates. But, like, I, I read something interesting. I had a conversation with something, somebody about the metaverse and it kind of got me thinking a little bit as to like we're obviously working from home uh some of us are like you know wanting to get back into the office or at least feel that level of like connection that you would when you like work somewhere right and i think that that has been a bit lost in the last two years because of covid obviously and that's cool um and some people are like, I don't want to go into an office because, you know, I li- I'd rather work from home, which is fine, too. So, like, excuse me, how do you find, like, the balance uh, of, like, working from home while also still feeling, like, connected, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, I saw this stat, and it was, like, X number of meetings uh, are now going to be taking place or in, in the metaverse in the next 10 or 15 years or something like that. So, it's, like, instead of, like physically going into an office like there would be like an office space a virtual office space that you that would like replicate like what it's like to be working physically somewhere right and like you wouldn't have to leave you would go into this metaverse type thing and then you would just be around coworkers in this like fake space and it got me like thinking like this is pretty crazy like this will redefine what it's like to be social at work but like not actually have to like pay for that space or property if you're like a business owner i mean you probably still will like the virtual experience whatever it is but it kind of got me thinking like what do you think yeah like what is this something that you would be interested in if like okay you you still get to work from home but like there's like an element of like this virtual experience that you can be a part of to feel more connected like what do you think Uh, you know what man like not really and i I wouldn't want it to replace, put it that way. Like if I could do this, like just try it out. And what I think what we need to like distinguish in terms of metaverse, because it's not, I don't think it's going to be like you're having your little avatar and your arrow keys and you go over and you have a zoom meeting when you connect. I think it's going to be like, I have my VR headset and I'm in it like as my design character, that will be really cool. And I would like to try it out, but I don't want that to replace interactions and i feel like we're going down a very slippery slope here that it's not be 
and not be regressed, bro. (laughs) We're just going to go down that path of eventually just becoming more normal and normal and, you know, um, connecting with friends over virtual coffees and not Zoom coffees. I mean, like a virtual VR, you're in a coffee shop. Yeah, it's that's like it's so weird. It's like, oh man, Dad, you want to try to chill today? Yeah, yeah. Where do you want to go? Uh, I don't know. Let's go to this random place in Hong Kong. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Press a button, we're just there. Like it's like it's weird. Like it'd be cool because then you could like it eliminates space and time, but like it's just it's not real. It's not real. Like it's not like a legitimate thing. And I feel like to your point, we're pushing ourselves to the point of like, whoa, like how do you? All those like things that you see in sci-fi movies and like the Matrix, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, like, how do you not look at this situation unfolding and being like, "This is going to be real," and like we're disguising it as like a convenient, interesting tool for us to be able to use when it's also at the end of the day like another like big time way for like billionaires to get richer and also people to like lose their real sense of like being social you know yeah man and i don't it, yeah it just scares me because i think that I, you know 10 to 15 years is a projection maybe that might be accurate but there's still such a slow adoption on a lot of this stuff like yeah. if you ask 99% of people in the world what the metaverse is they have zero clue ask how many people have tried vr most people haven't yeah. don't really have a you know an appetite for it until it gets to that stage where it's like more than just a video game, you know, yeah. uh, then I think more people will, will be into it. But then you, you factor in what's the cost as well. Like I imagine these meetings will be for tech companies and maybe ad agencies and stuff like that. You know, it's yeah. not going to be the regular insurance job where they're now able to work from home or they're in an office. Yeah. They have no need for something like this, you know? Yeah. But it's just weird. Cause it's like, we talked about this on one of our episodes like earlier in the year, but it's like, yeah. what is that like, what is that thing that just makes it accessible to everybody? And yeah. whatever that ends up being will be like how this thing ultimately drives forward. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. And I think like Facebook was that thing a while back. Like it's something that like I can use, but it's also something that like my parents can use to like stay connected to people across the world and stuff. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's just, I don't know. Metaverse it's stuff that I, I want to keep talking about because I've heard from a couple of people that they didn't even know about some of this tech like metaverse and, and things like that until we've actually talked about it on the podcast. So I think we are, even though we're learning, I think we're also educating some people and bringing this to the forefront as to what's possible, you know? Yeah. So we always will, will, will kind of touch on this stuff when we can, the NFTs, crypto, like, you know, oh, we're learning, okay. we're trying, okay. we're trying. <laughs> At the here at the Madmeek, we learn, we try our best. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. Before we end the episode, it's been a while since we've had a feel good news of the week. Yeah, we had need to a throw one in. in. We need exactly. something here, man. <laughs> World's ending, metaverse taking over. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> feel good news of the week: Doja Cat and Girls Who Code, which is an organization partner to create the first codable interactive music video. That's sick. Um, so just to explain it quickly, Doja Cat released a new video called Woman. Um, and it's there's an interactive site where they'll like pause at different moments and almost and allow you to change aspects of the video. So change the color of her nails, 
change the color of uh, the sky and like change what city the videos in. Crazy. Like that's just so cool. Yeah, it makes it accessible. It makes it fun for young people uh, to learn to code different languages. I love that idea. Everything about it. I think it's dope. I think it's like dope as hell. Cause like one, I would say, and I don't know anything about like computer, like tech, like language, like coding is, but I yeah. can assume that it's probably a male dominated industry. Oh, like, yeah. And I feel like one, like the song is literally called woman because it's like speaking about being a woman and obviously like wanting to be with some guy, I think. Yeah. Um, but it also like allows people to like look at Doja Cat and be like, oh yeah, like she actually like wants me to take part in, you know, her music video in one way. Like she wants me to interact with her, which I think is like really cool. And then three, it also like has like young girls. I think this is like probably the part of like the the, the purpose and the, the organization who's like helped kind of be behind this. It gets like, girls to be more in that space which is like super fucking dope right yeah and and like i think it's like a a really like unique interesting way in at it that feels like all coming from a good place and like seems really fucking cool like you know what i mean like you can edit a music video by like typing things some things on a computer like that's that's unreal insane Every, I can't say one negative thing about it. I just love to see more of this happen. Yeah. You know, like in different this ways. Is, this is how you, as like a a superstar, pop star, whatever it is, like this is how you make influence and you you help like change industry. Like, you know Straight what I mean? Up. Like it's like outside of just like entertainment. This gets girls who may not who necessarily ever thought of this as being a thing for them to be like, Oh, that's actually like really dope, and like I think I could be good at something like that, which is like love it provides a level of access to like an industry that may not have be like at the forefront of everybody's thinking. It makes it popular, mm-hmm. it makes it cool, and I think that's dope. We love it over here. We gotta we highlight the, the good we news for sure, for sure. Shout out to Doji Cat. <laughs> yeah, album's fire. It's oh, good, man. God. It gets a it's good, so album. good. Like, it's you know so what I mean? Good. Like, yeah, like she's legit. Yeah. Guys, episode 33, second last one of the year. We're almost there. Second last one of the year. We're going to go out on episode 34. We got 34 episodes done, man. Like, or we're going to get 34 episodes done. We got it. We got it. Yeah, Yeah, man. Well, listen, like, this is virtual, but uh, we're hoping to make the the next one in person, obviously, uh, with COVID kind of being crazy right now. This is the safest option for us, but hopefully uh, by the time we record next week, we're all good. Uh, yeah, we'll do a rapid test or a negative COVID test uh, to to be able to do this in person for next time. Just so you know, we're following yeah. all the right protocols. Yes, uh, sir. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for our final episode of the year, uh, which is going to be coming out next week. Super excited. We're not going to reveal what it's going to be about, but we have a ton of things that we want to recap. Um, and, you know, we're really excited about it. But stay tuned. And thanks again for listening. Peace. Peace.